This is your Drive at 5 and ENC with Tom Lamprecht. Welcome back to News and Views on Talk 96.3 and 103.7. Welcome back in News and Views 523, Tom and Benny. Marty Kodos serves on the University of North Carolina Chapel Hill Board of Trustees. He's previously served on the Board of Governors for the university system. On Thursday of last week, he offered a motion that most people would think is fair, reasonable, equitable, common sense. Uh, The motion, I'll read it here, quote, the university shall not discriminate against or grant preferential treatment to an individual group or company on the basis of race, sex, color, or ethnicity. Um, Yeah, pretty common sense proposal. I think most people would say, applaud that. And yet, Marty Cotis is being called in some circles a racist for bringing that motion up. By the way, the motion failed. Marty and one other board member voted for it, but the motion failed. Marty Cotis is on the telephone with us right now. Marty, welcome in. Good to have you with us. Thanks for joining us. Thank you for having me. Um, Since last Thursday, again, a common sense proposal, and uh, the the pushback has been uh, rather surprising. Your thoughts? Well, I, you know, I, I found that what my role is, it seems like on the Board of Governors previously and the Board of Trustees now, is to voice opinions that others are often afraid to voice. Yeah. And talk about common sense items in a reasoned and reasonable way. Um, the, when you see a lot of pushback to that, when people kind of call you a racist or, or jump out there, it's because they can't debate and discuss your argument. They have to quickly jump to the cancel culture type approach. Yep. And, and uh, I've got pretty thick skin, so I intend to push past that and uh, continue this discussion across the state. Well, you know, what's interesting about this, Marty, is this has been taken up the judicial ladder in other states. And inevitably, and as it's reached the, the Supreme Court once, I think it was the Michigan case, and the Supreme Court didn't didn't knock away all uh, preferential admission policies, but they did reel them in. But it's gone, and and this was back when the the Supreme Court was a little bit more slanted to the liberal side when they reeled in some of it. This is eventually going to get back to the Supreme Court, and uh, I think you're going to have decisions like they had in the Hopwood versus the Texas decision back in the 90s where uh, the University of Texas, got, they, they just were, were told, no, these, these preferential treatment that you're, you're putting on to some of the students ad, uh, looking for admission are unconstitutional. And yet, the, the, apparently, UNC wants to ignore those kind of things. Well, some of this could have been avoided earlier in the year if the legislature's um, um, it's a law that had been proposed in the legislature had passed and uh, had been adopted by the uh, governor. But, of course, we knew that wouldn't happen. In California in 96, they passed Proposition 209, right, which says the state can't uh, discriminate uh, in its uh, hiring pr- process, in its admissions, or in its uh, contractor work. And then just last year, in November 2020, that was reinforced with 57% of Californians voting to keep that in place. So right now, 
Chapel Hill is more liberal than California. That's hard to believe, but <laughs> if you're familiar with Chapel Hill, yeah, I, I, there, uh, it probably is more liberal than at least parts of California. Tell me about this. Um, I'm, I'm sure you're familiar with it. The Students for Fair Admissions, they sued the university, and you have this judge that was appointed by Obama, Judge Loretta Biggs, and basically she she basically mocked the group Students for Fair Admissions and just said the preferential policies can continue. Uh, did, can, you, can you give us some background on that story? I can't comment too much on that uh, case because we're still in the middle of it uh, with the university. Okay. But I was surprised by the dicta in the uh, conclusion of that uh, judgment that really didn't really address the Students for Fair Admissions um, case. It really jumped into labeling UNC as having a racist history and basically not doing enough uh, for diversity, um, yeah, which um, was surprising given the, uh, the nature of the case that that would be the conclusion reached. I, again, I go back to to your proposal, and uh, it would seem to me that your motion would line up very well with these people who say we need to make sure that we no longer have any kind of discrimination, and yet they want to double down, and it's it's whose cow is getting gored, obviously. Yeah, you know, the new uh, there's a bunch of new speak out there, and the new speak is. Um, overrepresented or underrepresented, which is really quota. Right, um, right. Affirmative action. And so when you say somebody's overrepresented, like Asian Americans, um, then you're saying, well, we have enough, we don't need more, and then that becomes discrimination uh, if, you're, if you're setting those standards out there. Or when you say underrepresented, and in order to reach more underrepresented applicants, you are reducing the standards which was evident in a, a memo from Dean Susan King in the journalism school to Chancellor Guskowitz, where she says they're going to reduce their standards in order to reach more underrepresented groups. Um, diversity now has become the mantra for the university. That's the, that's the, the gold standard. Uh, you, know, you can imagine the university changing its name to Diversitas omnis, you know, <laughs> diversity is everything. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Hey, Marty, this is Benny. Um, look, looking at last week's uh, Board of Trustees meeting, I know your motion, Tom, read it. It you know, sounds pretty straightforward and pretty anti-discrimination to me. You and Allie Ray McCullen were the only ones that uh, voted uh, yes for your motion. I believe uh, Mr. McCullen's from Sampson County, am I correct, I think? I seem like that's right. I believe so. Um, but... Uh, some of the interesting comments from the other board members to me, uh, if one from the UNC Chapel Hill student body president, Lamar Richards, called your motion disrespectful. But I, I read an op-ed that he wrote for the North Carolina Policy Watch uh, earlier this summer, and, and he made the comment, and this is coming from the student body president of the school. Carolina is not deserving of your talents, aspirations, or successes. If you are a student, staff member, or academic from a historically marginalized identity exploring UNC, I invite you to look elsewhere. Now, to me, that's pretty disrespectful from someone that is the UNC um, uh, student body president. Uh, 
Yeah, and if you didn't know his uh, his race, it would be considered uh, uh, totally inflammatory. Um, I, I can't imagine anyone else uh, being able to say to historically marginalized um, populations that they shouldn't come to Carolina and kind of getting away with it. I think it was irresponsible. Uh, it was um, it it showed a um, a lack of um, uh, representation of the entire student body as well, and a it was really effectively a big temper tantrum uh, that he was throwing, because this was over the Nicole Hannah Jones uh, tenure issue, right? Which you know I've asked if there was any discrimination involved in that. I wasn't on the board at that time, but if there was, hold those people accountable. Um, but what I'm hearing back is, no, there wasn't discrimination. It was simply a vetting process tied to uh, her not having talked before. And because the board of trustees asked some questions and the dean did not want to wait for that process, she, she took a different route. And that's what led to this. And then, um, you know, uh, the student body president then is ready to kind of burn the place down. And uh, and say no one should come there. Um, that's a pretty extreme view, in my opinion. Well, they, they want to eliminate merit, and they want to make sure that uh, it, 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 there, there's prejudice and there is um, wrongdoing if the outcome isn't what they want. It's not the process; it's the outcome, and uh, it's it is totally frustrating. L- let me get let's get back to this. Uh, students for fair admission, and I realize there's certain, certain things you can't say, but I, I'm connecting the dots here uh, th- that this battle is not over. Is that correct? Well, I, I think in the case with Harvard, they have appealed to the Supreme Court. The Supreme Court has asked the uh, Biden administration to weigh in, which, frankly, is probably just a delay tactic because they don't want to tackle every problem out there in, in one session. Right. Um so I would imagine, you know, you're going to possibly have that heard. If that's heard, um, they may pull in the Chapel Hill and the Texas case as well. Um, and we may get some clarity from the courts uh, in this matter. Well, has Students for Fair Admissions, have they appealed the decision by Judge Biggs? I'm, I'm not aware that they have yet, but I would imagine they would. Okay. okay. Given the, the background with Harvard. What kind of response have you gotten personally since last Thursday when you made this proposal and suddenly you're being vilified? Well, I'd say 90%, 99% of the people I know uh, applauded me for it. The um, you know Blue NC, of course, labeled me a racist immediately. It's like they didn't even bother to read the article uh, or uh, explore my motion and what it meant. Um, and it's a weird time when you would be labeled a racist for proposing <laughs> Thank you. anti-discrimination efforts. Yeah. Um, and, I, you know, I, I think overall um, people are ambivalent on it somewhat um, in terms of, you know, uh, coverage because um, the board did not pass the resolution, but I called for it. But really, I was just hoping to get a conversation started. I knew going in there was there were not the votes to to pass that motion, but at least I was able to have it heard 
and I appreciate the uh, the chair and the board for allowing that. Uh, they could have tabled the motion or adjourned early, so at least we did get to have some conversation about it. Uh, well, you started a conversation. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> we've been talking about the last two days. I don't think the conversation is uh, done. I think it's just getting started. I think so, too, and it's an important conversation, and it's one that's uncomfortable, but it's something that needs to be addressed, and, and I think – you know, some people have said I'm anti-diversity, and that's not at all the case. I believe in diversity. I'd like to encourage more. I'd also like to see some diversity of thought um, out there and, and opinions and not just have indoctrinations. But you can do all of that without discriminating. You sure. don't have to put your thumb on the scale for someone just because of the color of their skin or their gender. It, it's uh, it's insulting in some ways uh, to the to the people that you're discriminating in favor of and those that uh, got in without that you're you're creating this environment where people start to label someone by uh, a demographic characteristic and then assume that maybe they got in with a lower standard right and that's uh, that really can backfire it also can create a lot more uh, tension between the genders and between the races and I I just think that's taking a step back. I thought we'd made a lot of progress, and now it feels like we're we're taking a step back. Well, it goes back to the voter ID law that you're saying that there's a certain demographic the demographic out there that doesn't have the ability to go out and get an ID, which that is so so insulting, and and it's along those same lines. You're saying, well, there's a certain demographic if we don't help them then they're not going to be able to do it. And it's, that's just a, a false narrative. Yeah, I, I think it really is. Um, and again, it's almost um, demeaning to assume that if they didn't have that sort of help, that certain genders or races couldn't achieve at the same level. Right. It, it just doesn't make any sense. Um and then, you know, two of the other commenters basically said, um, Trustee Artis Neal and, and um, uh, the student body president both kind of weighed in on this and said, uh, I was uh, saying that there was discrimination occurring or, or uh, discrimination was occurring and that those in those um, underrepresented classes were not as qualified. And they said that was a false statement. But uh, that's not what I said. Um in the in the meeting and if that's not true uh as they've claimed then let's trot out the facts and review that and just really dig into it um i thought a blanket statement would just cover everything without having to unearth all of that but maybe we just need to go in and dig a little deeper and shed more light on the process and let everybody understand exactly what's occurring and why yeah marty one of the things that i think is is most disturbing to me out of the student body president, uh, Mr. Richards went on to say, while Carolina desperately needs your representation and cultural contributions, it will only bring you here to tokenize and exploit you. And to those that will attempt to misconstrue these words, my words understand this. I love Carolina, but I love my people and community more. And that's coming out of the UNC student body president, which is Let's face it, North Carolina's flagship university, the first public university in America, and that's just not 
in in 2021, that's just not a, a good conversation and dialogue to be using, I don't think, um, if we're going to you know, get anywhere in this country um, and advance past past race and advance past the you know having the color of your skin determine anything it should be diversity of abilities and skills and experiences is more important and merit and merit yeah it's it's division politics you know this is the whole concept of um say say anything do anything claim anything and uh and throw a, a you know get a ton of attention for something like that but not really think through what that means i mean that's just when you say that we need, we're not diverse enough, and then you tell people not to attend the school, I just don't understand how that yeah. how, how that makes any sense. Yeah, heads no. I win, tails you lose. If <laughs> if uh, if you come here, it's because you're a token. If you don't come here, it's because they're a racist. I mean, how can you know? Either way, they're trying to vilify the institution. Yeah, and and I think also, you know. This seems to benefit only those that are kind of screaming these sorts of statements because they get their uh, 15 minutes of fame. And that, you know, I think that um, Nicole Hannah-Jones benefited tremendously from uh, these sorts of statements. She went on to receive a $25 million endowment and got a salary package I've heard that's double what she was going to get at Carolina all the while saying the university somehow injured her by discriminating against her. Again, I have no reason to believe that's true. Um, You had seven of the existing board members on the board when this was decided. And it was a previous board I wasn't on at that time. Um, No one's claiming there was discrimination. No one's uh, digging into that at the university level. And and pointing to anything that calls for that. All that they did was say she hasn't talked before, and we'd like to make sure that she's going to uh, be able to teach a class, and she's on a tenure path instead of being automatically granted a lifelong job, which tenure's on my list as well in terms of topics to really dig into. I can't wait to hear um, about it. <laughs> I, I oppose uh, lifelong appointments really for anybody. We Thank got you. The, uh, we got the Pope out there, dictators, royalty, and federal judges and professors uh, with uh, with yeah. lifetime appointments, and yeah, I'm not right. a big fan of any of those. You're right. Hey, Marty, we're up against a break. Thanks for joining us this afternoon, and it sounds like uh, you're in it for the long haul. Please, please do that, uh, because uh, we need men and women like you who are willing to stand up, as I said at the beginning, for common sense, Absolutely. and that's exactly what this is, fair, equitable common sense. Marty Cotus, thank you, sir. Thanks, Marty. Thank you. All right. Stay with us. Benny and I'll be right back. 